it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is time for yet another SmackDown study. It's your SmackDown study for November 26th, Black Friday, 2021. The day after Thanksgiving, my lord, I have so much food in my refrigerator. I'm going to be eating Thanksgiving-related foods for the next week. And I'm sure a lot of you are the same way. Um, so between our food comas, we had yet another edition of Friday Night Smackdown, and it was a festive show. Now, we had some interesting matches <laughs> that happened tonight, but we kick off things with Kayla Braxton in the ring. And uh, she uh, was delivering some news about some rumors that she had been hearing about a potential lift of the indefinite suspension of Brock Lesnar. And, of course, this draws the ire of your tribal chief, the head of the table, your universal champion, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And um, we once again had a stellar segment with both Paul Heyman and Kayla Braxton. Although tonight, this was more of just Paul kind of just ripping into Kayla. And it was unfortunate. Uh, But Kayla took it like a champ. Um, Her facial expressions throughout this entire segment was just gold. Um, how Paul was saying basically that they do not acknowledge rumors on the island of relevancy and that Kayla needs to go back to training, that she's not an actual journalist and she needs to come up with some concrete evidence and not just say, oh, breaking news and then come back with some rumors. So... After that initial segment, they dismissed Kayla, and Kayla went back to the back. Then Roman got himself the mic, says, uh, expresses his dis- displeasure 
in the main event of tonight's show, which was going to be or which will be what they're calling a Black Friday Invitational Battle Royale. And the winner will get an opportunity to face Roman Reigns at a later date for the Universal Championship. So. Roman saying that he's smashed everybody that that has come before him, so he'll just smash whoever wins this. And he drops a line that Twitter, at least from what I saw, like had a meltdown. <laughs> he was talking to the point where, you know, he's the universal champion and he says something to the effect of that his time there is you know could be over sooner rather than later and when i heard that i my, i literally did the people's eyebrow like what and thought about it for a minute so this can honestly mean one of two things either a roman's planning to retire relatively soon or B, he's yanking everybody's chain, which I think is what he's trying to do. And it caught everybody off guard. Everybody was like, what do you mean? What Roman can't leave? What? Ah, they're freaking out. And it's hilarious. So if they did that just to troll, then he succeeded 100%. If he is planning on leading event, uh, leaving sooner rather than later, then I wish him all, honestly all the best. Um, this has been the best year and a half of Roman Reigns that I have ever watched. I have absolutely loved this whole new gimmick that he came up with, the head of the table. It's just it's it's been it's it's been as flawless of a gimmick that I've seen in wrestling in quite some time. So. If he is planning on leaving relatively soon, then he'll ride off into the sunset as being one of the best, especially from the last year and a half. So, but we'll see. But we kick things off tonight. Tag team action between Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre taking on Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Now, this stemmed from something that happened last week. And even though we are in North Carolina, I know it's not Justin Roberts. So, you know, it's not going to be anything good, but that's perfectly fine. Let me tell you, doesn't matter, honestly, where we are. Jeff Hardy has been getting some of the loudest pops out of anybody. Well deserved, by the way, too. And this match was no different. Like this crowd, I thought Drew was cheered. My God. Anytime Jeff was in this match, the crowd exploded. And the match ended with Drew hitting a Claymore on Madcap, then going tagging Jeff. Jeff hits a Swanton, plays explodes. He gets the pin. One, two, three. So good start for the for the team. Now, after that, we went to the back and we saw Aaliyah talking with Kayla Braxton about everything that, you know, had happened and, and whatnot. And 
in the back you can see Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman sneaking his way over. Leah decides to be like, oh, well, you know, I got to go, you know, I left an iron on or something. She ran off. <laughs> and uh, Paul just continued once again to just run down Kayla. And it's just the way these two work off of one another, like the dismissive looks that Kayla gives him and just the way Paul just comes at her. It's just, it literally is some of the best stuff on TV. Like this is one of the best feuds. I'll call it that one of the best feuds that WWE has going right now. And I really hope that this continues for quite a while. Um, because yeah, it's, it's, it's very entertaining to watch. After that, we had singles action as Ridge Holland uh, making his SmackDown in-ring debut with Sheamus by his side took uh, took on Cesaro. Now, Ridge dominated for the majority of this match, but yet Cesaro able to get the victory. So clearly, obviously not the best way to start off your in-ring career on SmackDown, but obviously this will continue to set up uh, the ongoing budding feud, I should say, with uh, Ridge and Cesaro and Sheamus as well. Obviously, a part of me wants the bar to get back together. I know it's not going to happen, but the fact that they're on the show together and they're obviously great friends because of everything that happened any matches that they have together or even just being involved with one another is going to be great to watch. So I'm looking forward to this. After that, we had ourselves what they called a Thanksgiving leftovers throwdown. (laughs) Basically what they did is they surrounded the ring with tables filled with Thanksgiving food. Um, and basically, we had ourselves a match between Rick Boogs and Angel Garza because I like to use people's last names, even though WWE decides they don't want to. <laughs> um, good stuff. Um, Boogs got himself, you know, another guitar. I think they said Nakamura gave it to him for um, Thanksgiving. And it was a lot of fun. Um, at one point, Umberto took the guitar, started riffing. Nakamura came from behind while he's standing on one of the gimmick tables, by the way, on Thanksgiving tables. Uh, Nakamura came by, swept, swept out his leg, and then he went, fell, crashed through the table. But of course, in doing so, it was distracting for. Rick Boogs, Garza able to roll him up, get the victory. So kind of a split here. (laughs) Umberto clearly not getting the best of Nakamura, but Angel Garza getting the victory, obviously better off for them. So that feud continues. After that, this is where things got a little interesting for the Internet, and uh, we'll get to that bridge real shortly. Charlotte, our SmackDown Women's Champion, comes out to the ring. 
and is interviewed by Michael, uh, by Michael Cole. And they talk about what happened with Survivor Series and the way that she lost to Becky and Charlotte, of course, with all the excuses and leaning on the fact that Becky had to use the ropes. Um, this led Tony Storm to come back out. Now, Tony and Charlotte have seemed to have started some type of, you know, rivalry. Tony at least trying to get Charlotte's attention to make sure that, you know, she can get herself a shot at some point with a title or even just a match. And Charlotte just beating her pretty much the entire time. However, this time things got a little interesting. Now, I hadn't noticed this until after the fact, but. While Charlotte's coming out to the ring, being interviewed by Michael Cole, nobody moved the tables. So the tables with all the Thanksgiving food are still there. So once Tony comes in, they say their piece to one another. Charlotte goes to attack. Tony gets out of the way. Charlotte gets thrown out of the ring. Tony goes after her. Charlotte, smartly, for a heel anyways, grabs a pie off the table and smashes Tony in the face with it. So I was like, all right, this is good. Good quality food television. We always have to have this at least one time or another when it comes to WWE holiday festivities. But, unfortunately... This was some type of creamed pie. And, well, we all know how well the Internet, how, how mature the Internet is. Um, you, could, you, you could take that as you may. Um, but unfortunately, not only did it happen once, Charlotte ends up walking away and turns around, comes back, tries to antagonize Tony again. Tony just kind of standing there. Charlotte then takes yet another pie of the cream variety and smashes her in the face with that as well. Now, obviously, this does two things. This, number one, gives the Internet plenty to, to work with, um, more than they obviously need. And number two, uh, Tony just stood there and took this. She didn't fight back. She didn't do anything. She literally just stood there and was humiliated. I'm so humiliated I can't even see the word. So it's just, it's a bit of a head scratcher. Like, I get it. There has to be some type of food incident when it comes to the holidays because that it wouldn't be WWE without it. But the fact that she just stood there and didn't even try to attack Charlotte was kind of weird. So it didn't do any any favors, unfortunately. So after the pieing, <laughs> we went back to the back, and Sonya Deville is confronted by Sasha Banks. Sasha, this time coming to the defense of Naomi, uh, wanting to get to the bottom of why Sonya has it out for her. Sony denies that she has any problem with Naomi and Charlotte says, why is it? You know, are you jealous that, you know, she's a former two time SmackDown women's champion and you've been relegated to a suit. And of course, 
Sonia obviously doesn't like that too much. And says, well, you know, I may be a suit, but I'm your boss. So, hey, since I'm your boss, we're going to have ourselves a tag team match. So it's Naomi, Sasha Banks taking on Natty and Shayna Baszler. Um, before the match kicked off, we had more Zia Lee hype. Uh, I'm really digging the comic novel-esque introduction to Zia Lee. Um, they actually showed her afterwards. You know, she announced herself as the protector and uh, obviously a big face character. I'm very interested to see how this how this whole thing works out. I really enjoyed her work over in NXT. So I, hopefully they allow her to transfer that over. Uh, I don't know if she'll be taking on like low, low, low level heels to work her way up the roster, but hey, we'll get something. Hopefully they do a good job, unlike some of the other things that they've recently dropped the ball on. So who knows? But going back to the tag team match, it was a great match. Sony was actually out at commentary as well. Um, so that add that extra little drama to it. Uh, but Naomi able to get the victory here uh, for her team and much to the chagrin of Sonia, but Sonia tried to play it off. Uh, Sonia just standing up and applauding and Naomi getting in her face. And it looks like they're getting ready, you know, to kind of blows, but it just kind of stopped. So it was like, all right, we're still going here. So we'll see what happens. Our main event for the evening, as I said, was that Black Black Friday Invitational Battle Royale winner becoming the new number one contender for the Universal Championship. Now, this match, I think it was about 20 people, I believe. And the big thing here is throughout the night, Drew McIntyre had gone back and forth um, with Sonya and Adam Pearce saying to make sure that, you know, that he's in the match. Well, come to find out, he wasn't actually in the match. Uh, So as everybody else is coming down to the ring, they all get in the ring, they make the announcement for the match, and then all of a sudden Drew's music hits, he brings the sword with him, starts swinging the sword widely, almost taking people's heads off. Uh, And then mysteriously we went to commercial break. By the time we came back, Drew had just disappeared so they didn't talk about it they didn't you know they just said oh drew's gone he left on his own accord okay so the hell was the point of him coming out and swinging his sword wildly i don't whatever okay cool so battle royales are battle royales you know how these things work everybody who's super strong immediately loses all of their superpower because they're not able to lift anybody over the top rope (laughs) And then systematically, people start getting eliminated. And we're down to, I believe it was Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, and Happy Corbin. Um, There was a fourth as well, but they had been, they had then gone through the middle ropes and ended up on the floor taking a nap for the rest of the match. Because you know how this, this stuff works. So... Sheamus and Corbin fighting one another decide to try to double team Jeff Hardy, get him out of there. And of course, 
We all know how this ends up. The two heels turn on one another. Corbin actually able to eliminate Sheamus, which I was actually a little surprised by. Um, Jeff Hardy then eliminates Corbin, and we all thought, oh, my God, Hardy won. Everybody's all excited, but I'm thinking to myself, the fourth man is still out there. And that fourth man is Sami Zayn. So Jeff Hardy made the unfortunate mistake. Getting up on the top ropes, celebrating because he thought the match was over. Sammy came from behind, took Jeff, tossed him over. And holy shit, Sammy Zayn now is your new number one contender. He will challenge Roman Reigns at some point in the future. But this is where things get a lot more interesting. So Caleb Braxton is out there to interview Sami Zayn. She barely starts to talk to him, and then all of a sudden she does the whole finger to the ear going, wait, oh, legitimate breaking news. Paul Heyman, not Paul Heyman, um, (laughs) the indefinite suspension of Brock Lesnar has been lifted officially, and he will be on SmackDown next week. So, of course, when this happens, you see Adam Pierce, who's also out there, look like he's about to die because we all know what happened to him to cause the indefinite suspension to Brock. And we go to the back inside of the Travel Chiefs suite, and you see him and Paul Heyman and the Usos all kind of looking at one another, especially looking at Heyman, and things don't look so hot. <laughs> so Roman clearly, clearly afraid of Brock Lesnar. And so it looks like for day one, I would assume, since that is the next pay-per-view, there is there are no pay-per-views for WWE. Oh, the main roster, anyways, in December. The only WWE-related pay-per-view is War Games for NXT, and that's on the 5th. Other than that, there are nothing until January 1st. So it looks like we're, we are ringing in 2022 with one hell of a main event. Um, that's at least looking forward. It's kind of obvious that that's what they're leaning towards, and if that's the case, that will be a lot of fun. Whether Roman continues to hold the title past that date, I'm not sure at this point, but we'll see. So that was SmackDown tonight, folks. Like I said, it was a good show. I appreciated it. I enjoyed it. Uh, SmackDown just been consistent across the board, and it's just been a lot of fun to to watch. Um, But, guys, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as well as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're uh, not a one that you're listening to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping for your podcast needs and add a little bedlam to your day. Anywhere else on the Internet as well. If we're not there, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you guys can continue to read from the Book of Bedlam everywhere. We want it to flourish. We want you guys to enjoy it. Just let us know how we're doing. We love to hear your feedback. But, guys, thank you so much once again for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Be good stuff. Sam and I will be back on Sunday 
doing our recording for our Above the Ring episode that will be dropping on Monday. And then we dive right into next week's Raw, where it looks like Edge will be returning to Raw. We have a battle between Seth Rollins and uh, Finn Balor, as well as Big E and Kevin Owens. So Raw's already starting to shape up, so this should look pretty good. Thank you guys again. Most importantly, though, please do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.